Hello, friends. Thank you for joining us for another episode of Fort Worth or Roots. If this is your first time joining us, all you really need to know is that this is a variety interview podcast where we interview everybody. And if you are inside the DFW area, this is going to be a particularly uh, interesting podcast. We do keep it inside the DFW area lately. It is a mobile podcast, and we do have hopes and dreams of moving all over the place. We did spend nine months down in Austin, did uh, quite a few recordings down there, and uh, we, we're going to continue to, to move around, but Fort Worth will always be home. Uh, we've been interviewing a lot of musicians, authors, doctors, uh, entrepreneurs, uh, things like that. So uh, I encourage you to check it out. If you do live here in the DFW area, definitely subscribe so that you can... Uh, see what we what we get into here in the community we got a lot of plans for 2022 and this recording here was uh the first one we we recorded on new year's day uh with today's guest uh consequently you can find our two guests marty ruiz entertainment on facebook and ruby weston concerts uh, dot com before we start the show uh few things to tell you about first of all there again will be a trailer for another dfw based podcast called gone cold we've been playing their uh trailer at the end of our episodes and uh they've told us they're going to do the same so uh at any rate it's a good show it's a really good show that's very well put together and uh they've got a lot of listeners so it's it's worth checking out gone cold and you can find it anywhere you can find uh, fort worth roots podcast which is basically everywhere um, also, I did want to point out, uh, having just listened to the final cut of uh, today's episode, I said a lot of things that probably aren't true. Uh, we talked about the James Webb Telescope some more. I throw out a bunch of like scientific knowledge and numbers that uh, I don't think are actually accurate. So, um, you know, don't write uh, a college paper on things you hear at Fort Worth Roots and, uh, unless you research it because I didn't. <laughs> so, uh, most of my information comes from like memes and things I heard from somebody that heard from somebody else. So anyway, I just wanted to caution you there. Um, I'm not a scientist or an astrologer, so you've been warned. Thank y'all for being here. Uh, this is a great episode for me. Uh, get Always getting to reconnect with previous guests and making new friends. Uh, Morgan joins us on this episode, and uh, it, it's just a fun, fun episode. Lots of awesome people in this one. So, um, And I'll include this in the show notes, but this is the third time that one of our uh, guests today in this episode have been on the Fort Worth Roots uh, podcast. Give it up for our guest today, the entertainers that have been taking care of the long-term care facilities uh, around the DFW North Texas region for for many years, but also through this entire COVID-19 pandemic, essentially making themselves one of the few normal moments that these people had while they were locked up inside of these facilities due to uh, COVID restrictions. And uh, they're just wonderful people. And the energy that comes off these two is, um, it's infectious. So anyway, I've talked enough. Give it up for Marty and Ruby and let's start the show. So it's like more oh. like Howard Stern with are, like no are we done? people. <laughs> yeah, like the G-rated Howard Stern. Yeah. 
There you go. Well, if we yeah. need more ratings, maybe they, we can find some naked people. <laughs> and that's where the episode's going to start. With Ruby requesting naked people. <laughs> some of my friends would be like, that's so typical. <laughs> we need those models that you, you, know, you can come in and sculpt or um, you know, draw. And you can have them on the video. Oh, you, you're just looking for excuses to interject some naked people into the show. <laughs> I've got the studio. Hey, Ruby started yeah, it. We can start hey, here. Marty's yes. got the studio for it. Right. Well. All right. We got a whole other thing to we're do. We're just putting it out there. Naked people, <laughs> you know, might be welcome on this podcast. Ruby, we can interview them, and we can, you know, we can decipher through them and figure yeah. out which ones should like be on. That. I like that idea. Oh, I do. I do. <laughs> <laughs> See, sometimes you just got to throw it out there and see what happens. Got to come up with fresh ideas for fresh content. And here we are in 2022. This is the first episode I've done in the new year. Happy New Year. Happy New Year. Happy New Year. Marty, thank you for inviting us to your uh, very impressive studio here. Hashtag goals. Thank you, Andrew. (laughs) You were telling me you've done uh, a lot of different stuff in this studio. I have. uh, My friends have called me the Renaissance Man. Because every decade or so, I find another career. I started many years ago in retail, which was a great place to start because you learn how to deal with other people's attitudes and what they expect from you. And then from that, I became a registered massage therapist. Oh, wow. And then from that, I started doing art and had main greeting cards. And then from that, I started volunteering at senior communities, singing, because I wanted to do something with this so-called talent that I thought I had at the time. And through that, this became my full-time profession. Awesome. And so you've been doing it for 18 years. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. How did you and Ruby get connected? I saw Ruby at a community not far from here. It's called the Tradition Lover's Lane. And she was performing that afternoon. She had her entire group of kids with her. They were just great, great kids. And I was visiting one of the residents in the dining room. And I heard this fabulous voice. I thought, is Ella Fitzgerald still alive? <laughs> oh, my gosh. You've heard Ruby. You know what I'm talking oh, about. Oh, hell yeah. yeah. I thought, oh, my gosh, what a phenomenal voice. And I saw this great big beaming smile over by the piano. And I said, excuse me. I said, I don't know you. I've never met you, but you have the most phenomenal sound. Who are you? And she looked at me like... I thought I was in trouble. I really did. She she thought I was coming to like reprimand her or something. I said, I am Marty Ruiz. I would really like to know your name. Yeah. She told me and we visited. I said, you know, I love to promote and support and lift other entertainers. It's part of my calling. And I said, I would love to get in touch with you. I'd like to give you my card. And maybe we can visit sometime and just talk about our strategies and what are our goals as far as what we're doing to serve the senior community. And from that moment, we just kind of clicked and started doing a few shows. I even invited her to come yeah, to a, come to a awesome. couple of my yeah. shows. And she was so dear to just drive there on her own and just showed up in the audience all dolled up. And I said, I'd like to introduce a brand new colleague. She has a lovely voice. You're going to love her. Please welcome Miss Ruby Weston. And she came up and everybody adored her. I know, oh, yeah. How could you not? Well. <laughs> Well, I appreciate that. Look, our our we we have two different versions of that story. Of course, I'm in these you know senior communities, and I'm I'm new to Dallas at the time. And yes, he's right. I had my whole troop of children with me, and being in a new place and everything. And of course, I'm used to as like as a single parent, just kind of always having these eyes on you because you have these children with you so you know they've been trained seen and not heard seen and not heard seen and not heard so you know I'm singing and I got through the whole thing and there's no episodes with the kids and you know everybody seems to like it I'm like okay cool then 
hire me back and as i'm putting my stuff away you know marty approaches me and he's all dapper when he you know i think he might have had a pocket watch it that's just how <laughs> detailed it was and he's like excuse me and like i said everything he said he said and but i'm thinking i'm in trouble now because he looks like the ceo of something <laughs> and i'm like oh i've done it now and he's like maybe children are not allowed in here because you know i'm used to just telling people hey look you, you and those kids gotta go and he's just so nice so nice and so professional but what i loved about it which really made me think he was the ceo of something was that he was like oh i would just love to help you and get to know everybody here and he said, you know hold on one second okay and then he pulls his phone out and he calls somebody yeah well, will you tell her it's marty ruiz yes i need to speak with her now and it was just so funny and he's like well i'm trying to get you on something and you know just hold on a second and you know and he's like well here's the number here's the place and i'm gonna put you on this network but in addition to that because you know everybody when they first meet you kind of blows a little smoke you know what i mean you're just sure. like hi i'm nice nice to meet you around <laughs> and you know and you get the little hat and everybody goes it's <laughs> great and you walk away and you go on about your life but he followed up yeah very few people follow up right and then that's when you know they're not bullshitting you yeah and he called me the next day and said hey you know what i just want to tell you again how great it was to meet you and that person's number i reached out to them and they're expecting your call here you go i want to invite you to the entertainers network on facebook and you know it's a lot of things that we share that you know to help you get through the day and different people to contact to get you more jobs and promotion but the number one thing and a lot of people don't do this that will call you friend or colleague or otherwise is invite you to places where they work right where it's like oh hey that's my friend yeah but would you take them to lunch at your job <laughs> a lot of us wouldn't and we have right. all have friends that way and he was like hey come to where i am and perform with me i want to introduce you to people that know me and that said a lot about what he thought about what he saw and then it kind of validated me very much as a person as a performer that a person would allow you to be in the same setting as them where he didn't have to do that he, he owes me nothing and it was like hey i, I want to help you meet more people to do what we do and then that's, then i realized this is a different type of person he cares more about what he does and for who he does it for than just hey i'm me and i want to be the king of dallas i want the residents of everywhere that i go if they can get something out of hearing this new person or whatever i want them to have that and that's a, it's like he cares he really cares about the residents and you know it's just i was overwhelmed when i met him I was yeah. like wow this is this is a phenomenal type person like he sh I bet he knows Oprah. <laughs> <laughs> well, we all need a Marty in our lives. Yeah. Yes. And, and it's so awesome to see people doing that whenever somebody that's you know, maybe uh, maybe not ahead, maybe they are ahead, but in a, in a great place where they have the ability to help others and they actually use that ability to do exactly that. You don't see a lot of people helping one another. So that's great. Marty, thank you for, for everything you've done for Ruby. <laughs> and y'all make an outstanding team. But I've been watching you guys. Um, you know, I'm pretty sure you told me about your teamwork with, with Marty, and I started paying attention to that through Facebook and maybe Instagram, too. Are y'all on there? I am. I don't know, Marty, if you're on Instagram. But I've, I've seen, and probably a lot of Rodney's uh, camera work in there, too, yeah. of you guys performing together at some of these different centers. It looks like y'all have been doing a lot together. Yeah, we try to do when we can. It's just hard when 
you're all everybody's working to if he's somewhere then i'm somewhere else so it's hard to pin any two performers down to be in one place and perform because that means right. whoever's there is not at another place right you know what I mean? you've but, got your own schedules right. and just trying to get those to match up is probably monstrous yeah. and in addition to that there's a dynamic in the senior living communities and that is they only have certain windows of time in which they can have entertainers right you know it's critical that they get everybody up at the same time and have breakfast and then they may have an activity they may have an entertainer and then they have lunch right and then after lunch they have another window of time for games or maybe a nap or maybe another entertainer and then it's dinner so almost everyone who does what we do, typically we will perform at around 11 in the morning, around 3 in the afternoon, and then maybe around 4.30 or 5 after dinner or before dinner mm-hmm. at an independent living community. Yeah. So if you've been booked at one of those windows of time, typically one of your colleagues is performing at around that same time somewhere else. Okay. We're all being booked at the same time slots. That's kind mm. of universal. Yeah. So, so that does make it even, even more <clears throat> complicated. Yeah. yeah. And once upon a time... When I first started doing this, Andrew, um, there was only a handful of well-known entertainers that I became accustomed with, and I could never get to meet them, ever. So what I would do is I would go to various senior communities, and I would look at their calendar. When I was performing, I would say, oh, there's somebody who's going to be here I'd really like to meet, and they're going to be here this Friday at 3. It just so happens this Friday at 3, I don't have a booking. I'm going to come and introduce myself. Perfect. So I thought it would be a good thing at the time. But what I didn't realize was that at the time, because all of us senior independent living community entertainers are rather isolated, we're kind of one ofs, we rarely get to meet each other right? because we are in the same, different places at the same time. Um, if you show up randomly and someone doesn't know you, but they may know you're an entertainer because you're well-dressed and maybe you've got a microphone stand next to you or a bag, they may look at you like, am I, being, am I being spied upon? <laughs> alert, alert. <laughs> yeah. Who is this person? And it's almost as though they may feel as though something's being taken from them. Yeah. But they don't know that maybe we just want to get to know who they are and develop an, an alliance. And over time, as I got to know more and more of these entertainers, I was able to become part of a resource. Because mm-hmm. I could now refer them. I could say, you want somebody who does Elvis? I've got a handful of terrific guys. You want somebody who can do a classic jazz show? I've got a Ruby Weston or a Brad Acklin who can come and fill those needs. Mm-hmm. So if I can't do it, that doesn't mean I can't support others. Right, yeah. Because now I've got a cadre of other artists who can help me help these activities directors get their needs met. That's awesome. So you're doing two things. You're helping out <laughs> fellow musicians, fellow entertainers, and you're also uh, a powerful resource for anybody that needs help filling one of those slots. So even if you can't satisfy that need, they know they can call you for help. I hope so. That's awesome. Well, that's what it's all about. Don't you think, Ruby, that what we do, we're not just singers. We actually get to facilitate all sorts of things during the entertaining experience. We may make somebody remember their mom or their dad. Maybe they sang a song to them, you know, 30, 40 years ago. Mm -hmm. We might remind them of an experience they had when they first met their sweetheart, right before they got married, and think, oh, he used to sing that Neil Diamond song to me. (laughs) Yeah. Well, what was it? Um, uh, An activities director, she said, they sometimes it's like they bring back the dead for them for a moment yeah uh, they can remember dancing with a specific person one lady told me something really funny she said oh my god you sang that fly me to the moon song now i'm ashamed to mention this and she moved in close to whisper and she says now most people remember their husbands but i actually remember the boyfriend i had before i got married <laughs> and wow i have to say that you know i had to do some digging for that but that song brought me right back 
to that moment mm. of that guy and i was like wow that's that's a powerful memory but you know now that's they're all not like that but like he was saying it said that you can have just it can take them back to a moment in time yeah. and it is just for people who struggle to remember that is just a miracle yeah. and it's it's a beautiful thing to to watch and experience but what I, we love about it is that it takes the competition out of it where especially as a musician or artist our business is so very competitive mm -hmm. and we're all here now of course to make a living we don't not negate that right but you're also you're here to help and so if he, they like the way he sings the song then they like the way I sing a different song it's not you know like oh well I don't want to tell Marty about this opening because they'll like him instead of me <laughs> you know they're welcome to like it all just like if you have a record collection they have all their favorite entertainers and we're their favorites for different reasons why mm -hmm. and it takes the you know the competitiveness out of it so we can always just call each other and help and especially if somebody's feeling ill then you can call and say, hey, are you busy tonight? Because oh, yeah. you know already that they go there and that they like that person. Mm -hmm. So having someone fill in is very simple. You know, you don't have to call out or they don't have to cancel the event because continuity is paramount as well for the seniors. The last thing you want is now their schedule has to change when they just got regular. It's got to yeah. be a terrible situation for somebody that's in charge of planning that stuff. You got somebody lined up, you've got a solid schedule, and then it happens, especially over the last couple of years. You know, you get a little sniffly nose, and you're like, I don't know if I should be around these people right now until I get a COVID test. Yeah. So now they're out. And now the person that scheduled it is scrambling, trying to find somebody. Now they got to call you or Marty. Help. Help. <laughs> <laughs> but it is, it is interesting, the connection between music and uh, mental health. And there's so many different applications, whether you know, you're getting over the death of somebody, or reconnecting old neurons that haven't fired in a while that might be uh, intricately uh, connected to uh, Fly Me to the Moon from mm -hmm. 50, 60, 70 years ago yeah. whenever you had that first kiss or something. <laughs> right. Um, it, it's incredible. And there, there's a lot of, lot of good uses for that as a, as a tool. Oh, yeah. But y'all probably see a lot of that. So um, I had two questions for you. Um, have y'all have seen the... Uh, vi there, there's videos of people... You know, playing music for the elderly, somebody with uh, uh, dementia or any other sort of uh, cognitive decline, and they'll start playing music for them. And then uh, something they haven't, you know, that maybe they've been stuck in a daze for years, but they, you start playing that song for them, and all of a sudden they remember an old dance routine that they used to do, or uh, it starts spitting out memories that, oh, I got, I thought they were completely, I, th I thought it was too far progressed for that but then you start playing important music for them and I, I've, I've seen dozens of videos like that have y'all noticed anything like that in performances absolutely there is a wonderful video on YouTube it's several years old Andrew and it's called Alive Inside and they um, focus on a gentleman named George and he's pretty much internalized he doesn't have a lot to express but again they play the right songs what I call the reminiscence bump some people may refer to that as the sweet spot. Other people call it the soundtrack of our lives. And evidently they found just the right songs. They asked his daughter to provide music that her dad loved to listen to when he was younger. He says, oh, he loved Count Basie. He loved Cab Calloway. He loved Louis Armstrong. And you watch him, they put headphones on him and he's still very internalized. You can see he has nothing to express outward. And then after a few moments, his eyes just kind of come to life and his posture changes. And it's like his entire demeanor shifts into something that's more present. That's wild. You see the transformation in just a matter of minutes. Huh. 
And this is kind of the work that Ruby and I get to do along with all of the other senior community entertainers. We get to witness this, this little miracle. It really is something. I wanted to share with you the reminiscence bump. There is a speaking presentation that I've done for several communities around the city. It's called Music Matters. And it's mostly for activities directors and to help them understand why music has such a valuable place in senior communities. It doesn't matter if it's independent living or assisted living or memory care or long-term care. There is a way that we can connect and lift people by playing the right music. Not just any music, but if you understand what it is you're trying to go for, you can find the right songs. Um, I did some study before I did my first presentation of The Music Matters, and it was something I found on YouTube, and it was explaining the definition of the reminiscence bump. Okay, for example, going back to when you were, say, 15 to, th- I don't know how old you are, Andrew. Uh, 37 in April. Okay, there we go. Thank you for the... <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I'm trying to do it. Morgan's over there telling do, on do, me. Do anyway. you need more fingers? <laughs> Ruby and I can provide about 20 more. Anyway, moving okay. on, <laughs> moving on. She is still your fiance. <laughs> okay. Uh, the music that any one of us is listening to, Morgan, mm-hmm. Andrew, Ruby, myself, whatever we were listening to when we were 15, 20, 22, 23, 24, 25, during that time span, take away a few years, give or take, is the time when you're pretty much doing the first of everything you're going to do in your lifetime. Mm-hmm. Your first kiss, your first sweetheart. Uh, you graduate, you get married, you get a new car, you get your first job, your first paycheck, your first banking account, your first credit card, your first child, your first house, your first big promotion. All these things happen in, say, maybe 15 or 20 years for most people. And during that time, everything you're listening to at that time, subconsciously or actively on the radio, your cassette player in my case, <laughs> CD player in Ruby's case, <laughs> streaming for the two of you perhaps, those songs will hold valuable places in your memory banks years from now. Mm-hmm. What, who's your favorite group, Andrew? One of. Well, I gotta <clears throat> just to be fair. I know a lot of musicians, so. Oh, so you can't. <laughs> so it's say. changed. Well, it's changed a little bit over time. I have some bands, some local bands now that I just am absolutely in love with. Um, but you know, if if we're walking around the house and I, I tell Alexa to put some music on, what do, what do I usually go for? The Beatles or. Yeah. The Beastie Boys. Bands the that start Beastie with B. The Beastie Boys is where you all... I'm yeah. Like, Beach Boys, Bee Gees. Beastie Boys. <laughs> okay. Alrighty. Well, and for the record, I had a vinyl player and cassettes, yeah. so... And I right. had a CD player. I remember going to games and stuff when I was in middle school, and you had to put the CD in and put your headphones on, and then, God forbid, your CD is scratched. <laughs> yeah. That was not a very portable thing. You no. So I had to hold it like yes, this. Yes, you had to hold sure. it, because sure. if it tilted... Oh, yeah. Let's be fair to Marty, though. He was really going somewhere. No, no. We'll chase rabbit trails, so i got to be careful. I like rabbit trails. It's cool with me. Oh, it's going to happen. Okay, good, good. So... The songs that you were listening to now that really mean something to you. Uh-huh. Maybe it's associated with when you met Morgan. Okay. There may be something or a particular type of song or style. Right. And who knows, 20, 30, 40 years from now, you'll hear that song and you automatically, without even trying, harken back to that very time that you first met and think, oh, that reminds me of Morgan. Yeah. Uh-huh. And, and this happens for every one of us in different ways. Ruby, you might hear a song and think, that reminds me of when I was performing something by Puccini when you're singing opera. And you'll always have that connection because that song reminds you of maybe something you were 
trying to master at that time and learn really well. And you'll think, I remember working on that aria and I had to hit just that right note and I had to do a certain type of stance or a movement to make sure I would nail it every time I would perform it. Little moments like that. These are moments that create the reminiscence bump okay. or the soundtrack of our lives. And that's why it's critical. Like if I'm singing for an independent living community and they're pretty vibrant, I know I can play something by Bruno Mars. Mm-hmm. I do Uptown Funk, by the way. I've oh, saw, I, I think I I've to, seen I it. I feel like I've seen this. it. You it's have? I think so. I think it, I, it was either mentioned in one of your posts or I saw it. it I feel like I saw it. So yeah, I, I do Bruno Mars <laughs> and Justin Timberlake because here's the cool thing. You did thing. the Kiki the other day. So. <laughs> I did. I did. <laughs> Kiki, do you love me? <laughs> because you never know who's in the room. Mm-hmm. I may be working with, Ruby, you know this, we may be working with people who are not very present. Maybe it's long-term memory care. But if we have even something to offer that has a rhythm, their caregivers may relate to that rhythm. All of a sudden, they're clapping along yeah. and they're singing, and they will go to the resident and pick them up by the hands and just start dancing, dancing with them. <laughs> we have no idea the power and the magnificence of the ripple effect that we could be creating. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we don't know. So you're not limiting yourself to a no. to a period <clears throat> of time or a genre of music. You just play and. Uptown Funk. I mean, that's a great beat. It gets stuck in your head. You got it in there for days. Yeah. So Uptown Funk, I'm <laughs> going to give it to you. <laughs> Ruby, I want to ask you something. Sure. Is there a particular song that you find always has a really strong reach for you or connection where people just seem to come to life? Any any particular one or two that... I bet you know, Fly Me to the Moon's in there for those folks. Fly Me to uh-huh. the Moon is in there, but you know, it's funny. It had to be you. They just love that song. And it was funny because I, you know, we we have these extensive playlists. And, of course, eventually you think of certain songs you might want to fade out. Like, I know they've got to be tired of this. And, you know, and you just, like, you pull it out and you add something else in it. And then it'll be the day I take that out. And somebody, please, can you sing It Had to Be You? And I'm like, I was here last month. I sang that. I know you know I did. And they just love it. And it takes them right back. And they, they love it. So I it, it, it's pretty much a staple now. But that's, I think, the number one song that it had to be you is a thing of there. I mean, and it was funny because you know how like you have these power ballads that you sing. And you're like, oh, I'm going to nail it. And I'm just, you know, you, you're just really in the zone. And you're like, yeah. And I have these songs like, oh, yeah, this is going to get them. It's gonna. And it's funny. And I, I don't get half the reaction I get to when I just sing, had to be you. And I, yeah, I mean, you would think you were at a baseball game. You get so many just. And then, you know, at the end, you know, had to be you. And they're like, yeah. And you're just like. Wow. Okay. You know, but that's somebody's. That's a lot of people's yeah. song. Yeah. It really is. But I think that's the answer to your question. Mm-hmm. You know, in the music matters presentation, going back to that, there are certain reasons why certain songs stick with us. It has to do with the melodic structure. It had to be has a very simple linear structure. Bum 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 bum. There's just a natural pleasing sound to the harmonics and the structure, and it's easy for people to recall, to remember, and to sing along. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. They don't just respond to it; they can actually actively participate. One of the things I do when I sing it had to be you because it repeats halfway through. It's the old Betty Hutton version mm-hmm. with the verse of the intro. I invite everybody to sing with me, and all of a sudden, they're no longer just witnessing. They're contributing. Part of the show. They are part of the show. And now you've lifted them to a whole different place of involvement. Yeah. And that's the key for us is not to sing at them, but to sing 
with them. Mm-hmm. This is why we call Marty them. the master, though. Yeah. He's the master at this. Everybody <laughs> doesn't do that. I don't do that. Yeah. And this is one of the reasons when we were talking about my like, his compilation of, I got one more before they kick me out. <laughs> I don't talk to people. I get up there, I'm like, look, I'm going to sing my songs, and I'm, that's it. And yeah. you're welcome. And I, I mean, some people will say, my prerequisite speech is, hey, I'm here for atmosphere and you know you're welcome to sing along or dance or whatever it is that you do and i'm not ignoring you mm-hmm. you're welcome to speak to me and ask questions yeah i'm just not a talker and so you know like marty was like oh come sing with me what's your name did i'm not i can't i just yeah. and maybe i don't know maybe as a child i think i had a tendency of just saying the wrong thing <laughs> so i just said hey i'm we're gonna erase all that i'm not saying anything and so but i love the way he engages them it's very sometimes just very educational or just brings them in and they really they love participating i see some of the videos that you post and i'm like well they're dancing they never dance for me some of the same people i'm jealous and but you know but it's a different approach my thing if you come to any of my it's it's a concert i'll tell you in a minute I'm singing, I'm not talking, it is what it is. Yeah. But he engages it, there's, you know, there's jokes, there's, that's, that's entertainment. You know, it really is. Well, <laughs> it really I, I've got an opinion i got to interject, because we've, this is our third recording now, I've been watching you work for, er, ever since the first time we met, love you to death, <laughs> love your music. And, oh, uh, I hear a butt coming on. <laughs> no, there's no butt. Um, but I, I feel like I, I know Ruby Weston. Enough to say that uh, I think the difference here might be just the reception that you've received. You're, you're kind of operating from a, a place of safety because you've told me about some of the negative interactions you've had at these senior communities sure. with some very select individuals. This is not, uh, these are the minority, I'm sure, hopefully. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but there have been some, some negative uh, conversations between you and some of the residents. So maybe from a point of safety, you just kind of withdraw a little bit rather than having direct two-way conversation with these people uh, to keep yourself safe. You do the show and then you go. And if they want to communicate with you, great, but you're not going to open that door if you don't have to just to stay safe. That is part of I it. Think I think that so. might be part of yeah. it. Yeah. And then like you said too, the, at my classical training, you, you didn't talk. You, mm-hmm. you showed up. You you know of course it's all very you know long hair <laughs> and you come and you have your candles that no i and you come and you know you sing and you we used to sing like this and you know you sing your song and that's it there there isn't a conversation you just kind of leave it on the floor and it is what it is and like you said in addition to that yes you're right sometimes. I'm not going to say I feel uncomfortable, but you don't know yeah. how welcome you are right. um, for certain reasons that, mm-hmm. you know, obvious. And so you're not sure. So you're just like, well, hey, let me just get on with the show. Right. And now and for the same times that I've felt uncomfortable, those same people <clears throat> have embraced me. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like right. I've, I've seen people that I'm like, okay, <laughs> I, I feel like I'm on the episode of the Deuce of Hazard right yeah. now. And but for the same reasons that I thought that those feelings were there if this same person that will make me feel that I thought was making me feel uncomfortable mm-hmm. I would be dead wrong yeah and you know come up and give me the, just the closest tightest hug and like mm-hmm. girl you come on back and I'm like okay <laughs> but you know but you're you're absolutely right I'm, I, I have a, a whole plethora of reasons why I'm probably just not as open or as right. comfortable because I haven't mm. been doing it as long right. too so we're saying what maybe about five years now and um, it's 
you know, I'm starting to loosen up a little bit, but I never will be as loose as some people. You know what I mean? For obvious reasons. But mm. I'm loosening up. <laughs> you might get there. Who knows? <laughs> Let's hope. Yeah. We change as we age. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Let's hope so. We'll see. We'll see. You know something, Ruby? One of the things that you made me think of just now is it's a good thing that we're not all the same. Oh, yeah. There are people who are so much more skilled than me. There's a lot of people that are more skilled than you. Not many. But we all have different gifts to offer. One of the things I learned when I used to go to the other communities and I would watch other entertainers, I would think, how did they do that? How did they do that special moment that got everybody to suddenly soften? They were suddenly much quieter. They got really connected with the music. I thought they shifted. They did something very different. They were doing upbeat songs. And then they went into this very romantic or emotional ballad. So they actually manipulated the energy of the room and created this moment of connection. Mm -hmm. So not everybody wants somebody who does comedy. There are places in the city that I used to perform at that I'm no longer welcome at. Oh, no. It's true. (laughs) It's true. And if you're listening, I still number. love you. <laughs> <laughs> if, well, look, that's your next interview. Let's yeah. call them. <laughs> it's going to be the first angry interview I've ever done. Let's have a talk. All right. <laughs> no, but <laughs> Stack my papers. <laughs> going to get serious. But continuing my thought. And that's perfectly okay. I think it's important that we recognize that we don't, we don't want to be everybody's favorite. Yeah. Because all we would do is disappoint hundreds of other people who might be pursuing us and looking for us to entertain their community out in Fort Worth or Grand Prairie or Lakewood or, or, or Garland, wherever. Mm-hmm. So there are certain people that I will refer to activity directors who have a very different skill set. Maybe all they do is they just kind of sing background music because there are communities that maybe only want that. They want to have somebody during dinner time. Right. And it's a type of consensus or a census of residents that don't want to have distractions. They just want to enjoy dinner while they're hearing either piano or soft vocals or a cellist or or guitarist. Mm -hmm. That's all they want. The activity directors know the culture and therefore they know exactly what they're looking for. Right. And if they do get a singer, they, they ask them, are you going to pull focus? <laughs> or we just do background stuff. And I said, I'll tell you what, if they're calling me, my truth is I will gauge the room. I will attempt to read the room. If they don't know me, and since it's a new community I'm going to for you, I will pretty much operate as background music. I'll keep the music at a low level. I'll do some some jazz and some standards to keep it moderate. But if I see people starting to take their chairs, turn around the husband and wife, and they they, they change postures and they're having their wine and they're smiling, I'm thinking, okay, there's a shift happening here. Mm -hmm. It's not coming from me. It's coming through me. There's an energy source that's saying, Marty, something's happening here. Adapt to the moment. And if I see the majority of people have now turned their chairs around, I go to my volume control and go up a couple of notches and I say, I hope you enjoyed your meal. Hope you enjoyed your drinks. How about a little Motown? (laughs) And I'll go into my girl and I get them all clapping along and I'm gesturing them to sing along and do my girl, my girl, my girl. Ruby has seen this. Oh yeah, he's, like I told you, I call him the master. Yeah. He's got it. Ruby, start, start Ruby, please. But he, I mean, you're, you're, you're definitely the person that I mean. You can shift from genre to genre. In other words, I'm I'm one genre that's one trick pony. That's it. <laughs> you know what I mean. But Marty's just like you know he can go from you know Bruno Mars to the Mike. He can dance. You know what I mean. And then we're not even going to talk about Toastmasters. See, he's he's a gifted speech yeah. writer. He he can he can sell ice to Eskimos. He yeah. really can. Was so it, was it 2010? You, <laughs> you did the uh, the world competition. Was it 2010? It was. Sp- I, speaking competition? I'm butchering this. What was it? 
Yes, I competed <laughs> for the world championship. Oh, nice! Of public speaking with Toastmasters. And, and these uh, these prestigious awards up here, what are they? They are on the way to get there. Okay. Those were intermediate contest wins that I had okay. over the period of a year, and I didn't know that I was going to compete for the world championship. When you win the first level against a whole bunch of other clubs, when you win that level, you get automatically moved up to the next level of competition, and you compete with other winners at the same level. Okay. And then when you get to the next level, you're with another group of fewer winners from a higher level of Toastmasters. And then finally, you get to go, at that year, it was Las Vegas. Nice. No, not Las Vegas. I'm sorry. It was Palm... Palm Desert, okay. California. Um, and there were 81 competitors from around the world. I was the number one from North Texas and 80 other people from all over the world, all English-speaking countries. All number one where they're from. Number one where they're from. Wow. I was a newbie. I, I had only been in Toastmasters for less than two years. Uh-huh. And here I was competing for the world championship. I thought, this uh-huh. isn't real. <laughs> this can't be real. I, I'm not a speaker. Yeah. I'm an artist. I'm a singer. <laughs> Just nailed it. But when I, I got to say, when I got there, I had so many people texting me and asking, did you win? How do you feel? All these very personal questions. And the contest was held, and I didn't win, uh-huh. and I didn't place. And so I came home really just feeling kind of bummed out for quite a while because I thought, you know, I really wanted, I didn't think I wanted to win, but I did. Until you <laughs> just to know that you're competing for the world championship of anything. Sure. Seven sure. billion people, and you're the only one from where you live who's going to compete for that one title against everyone in the world who also is competing for that one title yeah. at that time. I thought, this is crazy. This can't be. But I did get very depressed after I got <laughs> oh, home. No. I mean, I was really major depressed. I stopped ah. going to Toastmasters, and I thought, you know, I don't know what to do with these really weird feelings because I just felt like a little kid who didn't get the win that he wanted. Mm-hmm. And once I faced that, I thought, you know what, Marty, get over your petty self. You still are exactly who you were before you went to this. Yeah. And you still have gifts to share with people who would love for you to implement what you do when you go to these communities and bring some of those skills into what you're doing. So I'll ask people their names. I'll ask anybody if they have a favorite song. I'll ask everybody in the room, who are teachers in the room? Would you please raise your hand? I read something recently. There's an annual day that's called a Teacher Appreciation Day. Yeah. So we get to honor them. So I asked everybody, what did you teach? We'll go person by person, and we ask them, uh, what did you teach, and when was it, and where was it? And the, the beam that comes from these people's faces, they light up, because I call them by their name. I ask them their name first. I don't know everybody's name. <laughs> I call them by their name, and I said, would you tell everybody what you taught? I taught first, second, and third grade in Abilene, you know, something <laughs> like that. Somebody else says, I, I taught teachers how to teach students, and I thought, that's incredible. Yeah, instructional coaches. Oh. Absolutely. And at the end, we do a huge applause for everybody in the room. And I'm thinking, you know, this is such a simple little thing. But for these people who have maybe felt like they've been forgotten because they did something quite extraordinary in their lifetimes, we get to lift them for that one moment yeah. and shine a light on them. That's awesome. And that's the work that we get to do. We get to sing the songs that remember, that help them remember and remind them that they still matter. They have these memories come to life because of what we get to do. Yeah. And that's why it's an honor to that's work with awesome. Ruby and all the other entertainers who have this same this same passion, this same mm-hmm. goal. That's so incredible. And the last two times that we sat down and talked, just uh, <clears throat> talking about doing whatever you can to bridge the gap in between before and after COVID because it was terrible. They couldn't see their family members. They couldn't have anybody play music for them. They could have no visitation whatsoever. And even the staff issues, you know, I'm sure they were shorthanded. It was a nightmare for anybody in long-term care living, I'm sure. 
And for people like you, obviously, there's two things here. It's uh, affecting your budget because this is your income. And, you know, you're not getting to see the people. It's disrupting your schedule. And you're not able to see these people that you care about. So, but, you know, Ruby was telling me there were musicians singing from the top of parking garages and buildings. (laughs) And, well, that's wild. You too, huh? That was was you you were talking about. Okay. That was me. (laughs) But y'all, I mean, y'all are doing a great service. And I know that it's... You know, it's your thing that you do for your own reasons, but regardless of why you do it, it's it is an incredible service that you guys are facilitating, and you're changing. Maybe you're not changing lives, but you're making lives better, a lot better. The we quality so. of life, we for sure. So. Just listening to you talk about the way you engage with these people, it's it's awesome. Thank you. You know, um, I was asked by a friend of mine who used to be with another community here. It was called Windsor Senior Living, and she was the activities director. If you're listening, you know this is for you, my friend. Um, (laughs) (laughs) um, She was the one who taught me the term, the sweet spot, Uh about finding that musical place where people have their memories. You sure you didn't know that before? I didn't. (laughs) I didn't. Not in those terms. (laughs) Not in terms of memories. (laughs) But uh, You're about Rodney. (laughs) (laughs) sorry 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 i'm messing with you yeah i I learned a lot from her a lot from her because she was experienced as an activity director and i remember one time i think i'd only been there like maybe three or four times and i'm singing during happy hour which is a common time when we're hired to perform Mm -hmm. because people are ready to party and they want party music marty can you play anything peppier than nat king cole Mm. (laughs) i'll play twist and shout by the beatles for example so i remember i was performing one day and as Ruby and I know many of these communities have a strong faith base. And it's also a generational thing. Many people who are now of a certain age, they all went to church. It was part of their culture. It's Mm -hmm. part of who they were. Everybody went to church on Sundays. What church do you go to? You know, it's not an uncommon question. So here I am doing songs and I decided, you know, I performed here a few times before. I think I'll do How Great Thou Art. And a few people sang along and they were smiling. And later on I did I'll Fly Away, old, old hymn. So uh, when I finished the show, here comes my friend, the activities director. Says, Marty, I need to talk to you. <laughs> Just like Ruby, like, am I in trouble? And she took me by the hand like this. And she said, you know, we've had you here a few times and we love you, but you really did something wrong today. And I need to tell you because I don't want you to ever do it again because we want you back. And I'm thinking, oh my God, wow. who did I offend? What did I do? And she said, you were singing hymns, which is lovely. But people were very unhappy because they were drinking alcohol. <laughs> so evidently, it just pushed some wrong, it ticked some wrong right. boxes. And yeah, it yeah. made people feel uncomfortable because they were enjoying their favorite margarita and were singing about Jesus. <laughs> so, Can't do both things at once. Right. Not, not so in that era. <laughs> read the room. Yeah. If nothing else, that's probably one of the most important lessons we learn in our profession. <laughs> Read the room and observe for possible changes to what you thought the room was. Yeah. Stay aware. Stay aware. Stay aware. Stay present. So even the master has learning <clears throat> moments. <Yeah>. Oh. <laughs> He didn't tell you that was probably years ago. He's like, yes, it was eight light years ago. No, what what was that, like 20 years ago? (laughs) I have no idea. (laughs) But but you know what? We all start at the very same place, Ruby. We all start at the beginning literally knowing nothing other than we have a desire to make a difference. Uh We want to have an impact and do something that brings us passion, but also will lift other people. That should be the ultimate goal of every one of us. How do we find our passion? What are we good at? What can possibly bring people joy? And also, what can create an income for us? Yeah. Have you ever heard the term ikigai? 
Ikigai? Oh, I'm going to send this to you. It's a Japanese term, and it explains with eight different quadrants. Okay. Well, if it's if it's eight, it's not quadrants, is it? Octagrants. I buy it. <laughs> and it, it explains all these different pieces of how to create absolute joy mm-hmm. in your life. And it deals with things that people want versus things you're good at versus things you want to give, uh, things that people are willing to pay for, and things that the world needs. Mm-hmm. And once you understand all these different pieces and you think about what it is that we do and what we're good at, find a way to navigate that so you can find your own personal joy, your ikigai. That's awesome. Okay. So I'll, I'll so say that. It's a little formula for happiness. It's it's an old formula. It's a Japanese formula. Awesome. Ikigai. Okay. Yeah. So now that you two are, are working together whenever you can, whenever your schedules align, um, are, are y'all finding that that's opening some new doors for you? Ruby, I'll let you take this um, one. Well, new doors, I'm sure. Well, um, yeah, I guess. In other words, it the dynamic of because you have your your own his own dynamic and i have you know my straight lace concert dynamic mm-hmm. so yeah it when we sing together it is a different kind of show in other words i, I love it because it, it reminds you of like the rat pack days where you had the the comic relief and then still you had these great wonderful songs but you know i like it because to me it it makes it easier to me because i know that the Right, he's definitely going to fill the dead air. Uh-huh. You know what I mean? Where there's a moment, Marty's going to be like, hey, well, who's from so-and-so? And how are you? And blah, blah, blah. You know what I mean? So he's going to fill the dead air. So I know if it's not going to lack in entertainment value. So I know, okay, Marty's got me covered. So <laughs> it takes a little long with my track or whatever. Marty's just going to fill it right in. So it, it feels like a more complete polished show yeah. because of course then you have the different genres and then you have the jokes and then you have yeah. you know what I mean so he's a polished entertainer when it comes to that you right. know what I mean how to in the show just where he is definitely how to you know bring a person on and you know just the whole yeah and this is my friend Ruby and thank you and blah, you know all of those things that sometimes I don't think of I'm like okay there's another person here just don't upstage them and that's pretty much as far as it goes and it's so much more to it than that and um people tend to they love it when we really performed together like uh what was it we were at uh we did a christmas show not too long ago and the person was just like oh my god i'm so glad that you guys are here and i wouldn't have believed it if i didn't see it with my own eyes that this person was literally overjoyed <laughs> that the two of us were there and i'm like wow okay this is this is a real treat for them nice. this is this is cool i like this. <laughs> it was like it. I mean, I think when you saw the opening door, it opens more doors for me. Yeah. Of course, I mean, coupling, you know, I'm, I'm definitely riding his coattails <laughs> to glory here. So, no, so <laughs> it's definitely helpful in that aspect. Um, you, well, I get to perform a lot of places I wouldn't normally. Yeah, on, honestly, to be perfect, I'm, I'm just gonna, you know, you know me. I yeah. mean. I'm going to be perfectly honest. Yes, performing <laughs> with Marty because Marty gets to some really swanky upscale places. Yeah. So, of course, you know, oh, I say Marty and Ruby. Oh, come on in, come on in. You know, and Marty, and he's giving me carte blanche. He's like, use my name. Go ahead, go ahead. And I've called and I was like, well, yeah, well, Marty. Oh, really? can you come next week? And, you know, so it nice. definitely, you know, opened some doors. And then also, you know, um, because, I mean, it, it's just. It's Texas, I can say that. Um, that some people that may or may not be comfortable with booking a person of color if they haven't before right. because they know that I've worked with Marty, it has helped. Yeah. So they're like, oh, okay, well, if he's comfortable doing it, 
and she's been places with him, right. then it's fine. Mm. And like I said, it's not. I, I'm not even going to say like. I mean, do we even can we say the R word racism anymore? Yeah. But it's that, like he said, you're dealing with people from a particular era. Yeah. Where regardless of what your thoughts are on the topic, certain things weren't done. Yeah. And so, if you're an activities director, the last thing you want to do is upset anyone. Yeah. And so, they may be uncomfortable considering that, meaning that, okay, well, how are the residents going to take this? Mm -hmm. And so, when they see he and I performing together, and they, okay, well, they've been some places and there was no uproar. Mm -hmm. Okay, well, they feel more comfortable doing it. <laughs> You know, hey, problem solved. Yeah. So yeah, it does. It helps. That's good. <laughs> you know, I'm knowing not in the way people think, but you yeah. know, it's it's an aspect that you don't. Why would you think of it? You know what I mean. Right. But it 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 exists for me. Mm -hmm. It exists yeah. for me. You know, because I've had cancellations based on that. You know, I mean, they don't just say it, but you know that when you could be booked at a place and then they say it's canceled, and ten minutes later they're booked with someone else that doesn't look like you it's, uh -huh. it's, it's that it's pretty that. telling yeah, yeah it's pretty telling so it's just good to not have to think about it so you usually know if you're paired with my friend here yeah. <laughs> it's not gonna happen yeah. you know what i mean so yeah it's it's, it's hopeful it's fun oh it's good y'all make a great yeah. team thank you <laughs> i want to pivot back about 10 minutes ago on mm -hmm. something you and i were talking about earlier um Thank you for all the kind words, Ruby, because, you know, I love you, too, <laughs> yes. very much. Ruby and I, when we share the stage together, Andrew, we bring a very different dynamic because we complement. There's no competition. It isn't like, well, she did that. I can hit that. <laughs> oh, 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 oh. Watch no. this. No, and Ruby's not going to go out there. Well, I can shake hands, too. So, see, Marty? <laughs> <laughs> she allows me to be who I am. I allow her to shine as she is. I know that Ruby will master, master a particular ballad and the room will go silent at the end. What did we have you do when we were doing a um, one of our first shows at Christian Care? And I, was it the Lord's Prayer? It was. Yes. Mm -hmm. And I said, you know, if you want to do a, a gospel or a hymn that night, I think it would be highly appropriate because it is a faith-based community here in Mesquite. And it was spectacular. Awesome. I mean, you nailed oh, it. <laughs> but it was also, we read the room. We know that that audience is highly receptive to hymns and to spirituals. Uh -huh. Not every community would embrace it the same way. They might appreciate a song here and there, but we know that we could do an entire faith-based show there if we want to. Again, know where you are and know your audience. Right. Read the room. Right. So I love it that we, we bounce off each other very well. Right. I can create the humor and she can create the heart. I can create the humor and she can create that connection. So we both connect, but in using different medium. And yeah, I love and that. <laughs> I love that. We volley off each other. Well, and you're very knowledgeable about the music. In other words, <laughs> me in my training, I, I get into it. I do read the sheet music and I get into, you know, oh, hey, there's a modulation here and this key is that key. And I can speak with you on that level. I can say, well, Marty, hey, well, there's a key change in there. Can we harmonize? And, you know, and he's up. I'm, I'm already there. And, you know, <laughs> and I remember one time I said, well, it's a bit high for I've already moved it two steps down. Go ahead. Go ahead. Yeah. And it's so, so he knows what I'm thinking. So it's kind of like when in baseball, when you have a double play, you, you already know, you know, shortstop, second base to first base. It, and it's, you don't even have to think about already it. got a plan. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. This has been practice. Mm -hmm. Well, we're getting close to an hour mark and uh, I made promises, but you guys are supposed to sing for us today. Sure. Well, and before I'm not that, I have a question. Oh, well, yeah. Yes. Ms. Morgan, Morgan has a question. I have a question. Um, other than, you know, the senior 
communities that you are performing in, do y'all ever perform anywhere else? Like your regular everyday, Andrew and I, could we come and watch you somewhere? Have y'all ever done something like that? Question. Well, you know, pre-COVID, probably. (laughs) Pre-COVID, yes. Now we would have to let somebody know that we have guests coming, Mm -hmm. and you would be screened just like any other guest would be at a building, and uh, you would sit in the audience, and you would just be our guests. Okay, because I would love to come and watch y'all. Because just sitting here and listening to y'all's dynamic today, I'm just listening, and I love it. So I can't imagine your performance and your entertainment. Uh, So you definitely have my attention. I would love to come and watch y'all. Oh, thank you. I can work work that out. Yeah. Oh, Andrew's got the hookup over here. Okay, you can. I'll talk to Marty's people. Marty will talk to my people. Ruby can talk to Marty and your people. We'll get it figured out. I got a guy. Forget about it. I got a guy. (laughs) I I did want to mention something else that. was started a few years ago. It's on the internet. It's on Facebook. It's called the Entertainers Network. Now, it's not okay. for the public, mm-hmm. but it's something that's been a huge asset to all of the entertainers who work in the senior care entertainment community. Awesome. Uh, a friend of ours, Ann Henson, started this page, and she thought, wouldn't it be great to have a page where we could just post if there were cancellations? Oh, yeah. Because maybe that individual can't uh, perform because they've already got a booking, but they need somebody for a particular oh. party. Right. And so we will just post so-and-so at this community on this date at this time needs a performer who can do blank 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 awesome. and there's 41 of us currently on that page and we all work exclusively at senior communities that's all we do okay and um it's a great way that we help each other yeah no, that, that's perfect and the uh, the local artist community there's it's great that y'all have your own thing but they, they also do it with uh, these people that fill gigs for restaurants or bars or whatever mm-hmm. because they'll everybody's got to have live music right yeah so and there will be cancellations and they're doing the same thing but y'all are much more organized it sounds like and you'd have to be because it's such a tight-knit organization or group of people that are doing a specific function so absolutely and some of us have never even met one another but we <laughs> know right. each other from the facebook and they're page so yeah. they're still <clears throat> so very i'm sorry <clears throat> so very um, welcoming and loving. Not, Marty's not the only one that's just super nice. Like when, when we had that awful snowstorm oh, thingy God. or whatever. Snowmageddon. You know, right, yeah. exactly. So there were still a lot of gigs that weren't canceled. Uh-huh. And, you know, people were trying to get them. And I, I'm, I live in Texas, but I don't have a truck. Right. So I'm not, you know, so I'm like on the Entertainers Network. Um, does anybody know if the roads are open in Plano? And I'm doing different things. And, you know, it was like two or three people like came to my rescue almost immediately and I know they were out working and so somebody said well I'm just leaving there now the roads are pretty clear but watch out because the wind is high and, and you know and then another person never met this guy never met him and he says hey okay the roads are clear but I want to let you know I live in Plano if you get stuck I will come and get you nice and I will I don't know this guy, but it's the most. But it it made me feel so much better to know that hey, okay, if I go out there, I know somebody I can call. Gave him his number. He just put it out there on the line. Hey, call this number. I'll come get you wherever you are. That's awesome. And it was just awesome. But the way everybody helps everybody, it's just. I mean, I think it's is it a Texas thing? I don't know, but some of it. Yeah. It's it's really nice. People really love each other out here. Well, and, <laughs> and you guys know, you know, over the last two years, the the artist community, the. Has, has been so negatively impacted. I'm sure it's kind of brought everybody together. Like, hey, I know you're hurting. I know you're struggling. Let me see what I can do to help because, yeah. God, I hope somebody's there to help me. Yeah. You know? I'm sorry. So, sorry. Yeah. You know, we are so fortunate to do what we do in the DFW Metroplex mm-hmm. also. We have another friend who lives up uh, closer to New York, and the number of communities he can perform at are somewhat limited within a e- decent driving range, but he can drive further out. 
Uh-huh. But he has to really go, you know, maybe an hour or two to get where he needs to be to perform for those programs. In the DFW Metroplex, we have somewhere between 550 and 600 senior living communities. Just right here in DFW? Right here, wow. within an hour from where we are sitting right now. From Fort Worth to Prosper, from Garland to Southlake. Mm. Almost 600. So the opportunities are there for us. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And of, the, of the performers that I know, there's probably maybe about 100 that I know or have heard of. And there's got to be a lot more in Fort Worth who maybe don't travel to this part of the, of the Metroplex, so I have never heard of them. But they may be very popular there and highly, highly in demand. Yeah. But we're so lucky to live in this Metroplex doing what we do. And they book entertainment often because right. in Maryland, it has to be a very special occasion, you know what I mean? Yeah. Or maybe the higher mm-hmm. end communities will do it. It's expected out yeah, here. Yeah, it's but, normal. Oh, yeah. I mean, like some people have entertainment every week. Some people have entertainment every day. Yeah. And I mean, we love it. Yeah. You know what I mean? <laughs> Works <laughs> good for you. Yeah. Yeah, 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 for sure. That's a lot of polygraphs. <laughs> 600 facilities inside just DFW. That's, yeah, that's incredible. Did you say a lot of polygraphs? That's a lot of polygraphs. <laughs> yeah. That's a lot. I was trying to think of what that would generate a lot of, and that was the first thing that came to mind. Just polygraph. That'll work. <laughs> well, on that note, what about some tunes, guys? Y'all want to sing for us? Now, we, we left this up in the air. It's totally up to y'all. You were not required to sing for us, but what a, what a goal. I know Ruby's I mean, you can't, dead. You can't ask a singer not to sing that. Is there a favorite um, tune that y'all like to do together? That would probably be the best thing for us. You know, I could sing something that you don't know, or vice versa, but I don't think it would be very successful. Yeah. (laughs) I know, we're pretty good, but why not? Why would we set ourselves up? If you've got some back music you want me to Bluetooth into the device, I can do that too. Sure. I'm not trying to put you on the spot, Marty. We left to sing. Okay. (laughs) New Year's weekend. I think the allergies are just bad everywhere. Oh, man, the cedar is murdering me. I'm on Allegra every 24 hours. I'm just going to ride the excuse, but I was just up all night watching Cobra Kai. That's all I was doing. Is that good? That's the new one? Awesome. That's the new one, right? Yeah. yeah, I haven't gotten into that. Did you watch Cowboy Bebop? No, haven't done that yet, but as soon as I finish that, oh, I'll man. watch that. I thought it was awesome. Did you, now, last time I talked to you, you were supposed to get into The Mandalorian. Did you ever oh, yeah. do that? Oh, oh yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. Box checked. It. Oh, yeah. good. good. Yes, good. loved it. Loved it, loved it. I was upset whenever I binge-watched and finished it. Yeah, okay. Because right. <laughs> it was funny, when we put it in the group chat, I said, I don't want him to take it the wrong way. You know, when you, you're chatting, you don't have the benefit of inflection. Right. And so, you know, Marty was like, yeah, and I'll see you guys, Um, you know, Saturday. And I wanted to say, Andrew, if you haven't watched The Mandalorian yet, no, I'm not coming. <laughs> I'm not, you know, we're not going to see each other at all. <laughs> no, that was really important for me. And the only thing, we talked about this last time, the only reason I hadn't started it is because I was not going to get another subscription. Yeah. And then, did I, yeah, we I borrowed it. it from Cody, and then you had it from somebody else. I had it from Kristen. <coughs> the Disney Plus thing. Yep. Oh, I was about to send you my log, and I was yeah. like, we, we can't be friends. We got to figure it out. So oh, <laughs> I loved it. I, all that sci-fi stuff. Sign me up. Wow. I hear it. Does everybody hear it? What a day this has been. What a rare mood I'm in. Why it's almost, almost like being in love. There's a smile on my face for the whole human race. Why it's almost like being in love. All the music of life seems to be like a bell that is ringing for me. 
what I feel when that bell starts to feel I could swear, swear I was falling Swear I was falling Why it's almost like being in love Ruby Yes Did you hear about the man with two left feet? No what He has to wear flip-flips <laughs> Those are my dad jokes I love it What do you call What do you call a hippie's wife? I don't know what you call him. Mississippi. <laughs> ba dum, ba dum, ba dum. All the music of life seems to be like a bell that is ringing for me. And from the way that I feel when that bell it starts to feel, I could swear I was falling. I could swear I was falling. Why it's almost like being in love, or at least a close second. Awesome. That was great, guys. Thank you so much. What? Thank you? No, thank you. <laughs> yes, thank you. And the dad jokes. Aren't they just the Incredible. worst? Incredible. No, they were great. No, it was a great addition. I love it. That's why I'm in the middle of all of the stuff, he he puts it right in there, so I feel so it comfortable. It flows. It keeps your attention. I, I got to tell you, did I happen to mention to you that I found a $20 bill in the parking lot at Tom Thumb last week? Did you? I did. So I asked myself, what would Jesus do? So I turned it into wine. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. Perfect. Well, thank y'all for doing that. I appreciate it. Of course. It was so fun. Um, Marty, we're, we're at an hour. Do we need to cut it off? What do you want to do? We can go a little longer. We'll go a little longer? Is it yeah. all right? What are y'all doing with the rest I'm of your fine. New Year's Day? I'm fine. Um, I'm going to go home and take some more drugs. No, I'm too. <laughs> um, no, and when I say drugs, I mean <laughs> Tylenol. And yeah. I like, in other words, everybody during the Christmas holiday we everybody wanted a Christmas program, especially right. because they finally kind of altered the COVID restrictions a little bit. So we were all super, super busy last month. I know, I know I overdid it. Mm-hmm. And now I'm paying for it because I was on the road of recovery with my whole arthritis and everything. And then I, I was so busy. I stopped seeing my doctor and everything. I was doing mm-hmm. all the wrong things. So, yeah. So um, the rest of my day, I'm going to try to sit down and not do stuff. Yeah. <laughs> No, we'll that's fine. That Got to take care of yourself. Absolutely have well, that's to. That's why I'm glad he gave me this comfortable chair. Yeah, you're so welcome. Well, I'm off the next four days. Today, okay. tomorrow, Sunday, and Monday. Sunday no and Monday are my usual days off. And uh, with New Year's, we always take New Year's Eve off and New Year's Day. Uh-huh. So we're probably going to watch a lot of Netflix. There you go. Yay. Now, me and Ruby, yeah. we talk movies every single time. Are you are you a big movie buff? You watch lots oh. of the the things. A lot of movies on Netflix, Hulu, Apple. HBO Max. What's uh, what's the best thing you've seen lately? <laughs> Don't look up. Oh, oh okay. Yes. Yeah, did you see I it? I just saw it the Boy. other day. Yeah. If you haven't seen it, you need to see it. I don't think we've seen it. Yes, oh, we, we did. did. Oh, no. <laughs> I fall asleep. It happens. If we, He always wants to watch movies at nighttime, and I go, go, go uh-huh. like a little Energizer bunny all the time, and then when I sit down at night, She's I'm out. sitting still. I'm like, mm. I'm like, yeah, I'll watch the first 10 minutes. She okay, gets warm under the blanket. No, I, I run hot, so I got to have the AC at like 68, 67 So degrees. that makes me further under the cover. So, so I just fall asleep. Yes. It happens. It's inevitable. So what movie was this? So if it's got anything to do with outer space, which that one really didn't have a whole lot to do with outer space, but she just zones out. But this one was about an asteroid that was coming towards, or a comet, 
Was it a comet or an asteroid? It was a comet. It's a planet-killing comet. Yeah. Oh, wait, yes. You remember I do that? remember this now. Yeah. Okay. okay. You had to, I just don't remember the titles. Mm, yeah. I'm not good with but them. I've been talking to people about this one because it, it seems like an it's accurate depiction of exactly <laughs> the way it would play out. <laughs> yeah. It's outrageous, <laughs> and it is profound. There is mm-hmm. a serious message, but it's also played just off the edge of just outrageousness. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And I was surprised at how entertaining it actually was in addition to how accurate it seemed that it would be uh-huh. in life today. But it was it was watching real life and then real life was a show. Uh-huh. You know what I mean? So yeah. it was just like, wow, this looks like a new cycle mm-hmm. that you've probably seen before and then it with the singing and all of that stuff and then the the movie was still very entertaining but then it kind of at the end when it went off you were like wait yeah. a minute yeah did you watch the post-credit scene was that the news or was that a movie uh what happened i don't know there's a post-credit scene like if you watch it all the way to, and it's almost like marvel-esque oh, okay. there's a well, I'm not, i'll give it away if you didn't see it but after the movie completely goes off there is there are two scenes one where um i don't well i don't want to spoil it for people who haven't I th- seen I think it, we but anyway, there, it if you haven't seen it there are two post-credit scenes that you okay. need to go see so you learn things on fort worth roots i didn't know that well so. now after marvel they do their things i wait to the end of everything so. i usually do too we were about to watch out, walk out of a uh, spider-man no way home oh, don't do that. we were about to walk out and i was like Mm-mm, sit down real yeah. coming yeah, what was it ending. what was the i can't even remember what the oh it was uh venom venom was sitting at a bar in mexico yeah. oh spoiler alert shit yeah go back anyway there, there's one there too i didn't there's ruin it good. i didn't well, tell you what happened too. yeah yeah, yeah. So. You just told them that someone else is going to be up. the next Well, you didn't give yeah. away the movie. No. So which, yeah. and, no. and the big thing that we were all wondering, we know now, which was whether they're not they were in the movie. So now yeah. we all know. So. Yeah. <laughs> well, that... Uh, did you see it? Did you see the Spider-Man? Oh, I was at the midnight release. Of <laughs> I saw <laughs> You see what I mean? This, Ruby is the only one that watches more movies than me, I think. <laughs> well, see, I have... Four kids, as you know, right. but uh, to keep the older ones around me, I have to be more interesting. Right. So I have to stay do up with that. The times. Yes, yeah. of course. Otherwise, they're just going to leave mom your old morning. I can't do it. So, you know, they, they hang around me because I'm doing, if I make my life a three ring circus, they'll want to be in it. Yeah. And so that's what I do. Awesome. <laughs> well, did y'all, uh, under the subject of Don't Look Up, did, did y'all see the uh, most important nasa news for uh december 31st or no christmas so december 25th mm-hmm. christmas day there was something very important that just happened till my listeners raining already fish? know the fish raining? No, no. <laughs> this is the second time i brought this up the james webb space telescope this is the most advanced space telescope we've ever put into orbit and it's it's way out orbit it's something called l2 this is a spot inside gravity where it's going to park itself between the sun and the earth yeah, to get Got a it. beautiful view of our universe. Yes. And it's going to be using technology that we've never used before. Wow. So it's going to be way out there in a very clear spot. And it's going to be taking images of our universe that Hubble could have never taken. Isn't wow. that the picture that you showed me the other night of the star? Like it looked like a star, but that it was It looked the, like a star. Yeah, yeah, you can actually see this thing wow. from okay. Earth with, the I think, the naked eye. Or at least you could two or three days ago. But it's moving away from us. And it's going to park itself in a region called L2. 
and it's going to have to make little micro adjustments. And they they were planning on this thing only lasting for ten years. They said this, and it's like an unbelievable amount of money. I'm not going to try to guess what it was, but billions and billions of dollars. And it took them twenty years to build this thing. And uh, so now it's going to sit out there, and it's only going to last ten years, is what they were planning. Okay. But the initial burn went so good, and it had to use not as much fuel. So now it's going to be up there for twelve or fifteen years. So, so did I understand correctly that it's because of the gravitational pull? from the sun versus the gravitational pull from the earth that will keep it somewhat stabilized as right, it moves that's through the space. Idea. Yeah. So we're talking halfway between here and 93 million miles away. Really, really Holy far crap. away. Yeah, and I, I don't know that uh, <clears throat> that's the exact spot, but mm. it is it's Somewhere far. In that range. It's out there. Like, as far as the moon, like, it, it made it to the moon in two or three days, and it's going to take a month to get to where it's going. And as it's going, it's expanding itself in space it's come coming apart there's something like 76 hinges on this thing wow. that have to open up perfectly not one of them can fail oh wow if okay. one of them fails 20 years no and a crap there. ton of money just right mm. now there's no way to fix it if it <laughs> fails so <laughs> well. it, it's it's a nail-biting experience Don't for anybody that's watching it yeah <laughs> but this is where we find et this is how we figure out what else is going on in our universe so i'm excited yeah it sounds and then there's more is there? Always. Should be. That's my favorite end line. And then there is more. I, I like, uh, and now you know the rest of the story. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank y'all so much for doing this with me. Y'all are welcome on Fort Worth Roots anytime. Thank you. As a team or individually, I can come to you. I love your studio here, Marty. Uh, we've got a little home studio now, not about probably a quarter of the size. But yeah. yeah, it's space that we can use. Yeah, you're making it your own. And I'll meet you guys anywhere. Well, and and y'all are, yeah, did one of y'all mention that you're playing in Weatherford now? You'll have a visit? Okay. Yeah, so I'll call you guys when I'm down there. Oh, yeah. Because yes. I owe you guys, you guys have been calling me to hang out, and I'm just like, nah. Yeah, we I don't tell Rodney all the time, I'm like, they asked me to come again, and no. I just don't do it. Now, Marty has pointed this out to, <laughs> about me, too. He's like, well, Ruby, you know, I reach out to my friends, and they don't always reach back, and I know he was meeting me, and I'm like, <laughs> so my, my New Year's resolution <laughs> is to try to connect more with my friends. Yeah. So don't stop reaching i mean you know i haven't mastered the you know but i'm 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 trying i'm i'm getting out there it's just that how should i say i'm not this is an excuse but it's not it's more of an explanation yeah uh for about as long as i've been an adult i've been a parent yeah so my personal time has never been personal right so now the ability to just come and go is weird to me you know what I mean? It's like, yeah. just get that. And I don't want to identify it as present or anything, but mm -hmm. it's just, just being able to leave a place that I haven't been able to leave for a very long time right. feels weird. Yeah. So then when you guys are like, oh, come hang out. I'm like, do I even know how to do that? <laughs> you know, like when I was telling you guys, like getting dressed today, I'm like, I don't have any regular clothes. <laughs> you know what I mean? So it's just so much that goes on to the rock bottom of just being a regular person. And so, you know, I will definitely get with you guys and I need to get with Marty. Yeah. He calls me all the time. What are you doing? And, you know, I call you. You don't call back. And you know what I mean? And it's just, it just, I'm like, I can't screw anything up well we we know years. the solution <laughs> we just got to promise you that there will be a microphone whenever you get to where you're going you'll be there yeah, without like fail or what if we just come pick you up we could do that too whoa now now you're talking like that. <laughs> that means i can get you but we're not just we're not just podcasts or musical acquaintances we're friends now so if y'all just want to hang out catch a movie go have a beer 
we're there for that too. Yeah, we love going and doing. Okay. So. Oh yeah, we're no, always you, out doing you stuff. Have kids? No, I don't. You don't have kids? Mm-mm. Okay. Somebody. Okay. I was just going to see if we could could go do like a fun thing. But hey, I am in education, so I love spending time with kids. So okay. if you want to <laughs> bring your munchkins along, I or, can hang out with the that best one, of them. That one's always with me. Like I can't get away from him. You know, he's That's like perfect. Oh, you're gonna you're gonna go to a place I can't go. Like yeah. I had to cover <laughs> for a friend at a bar, and he was like. <laughs> I can go right and I'm like no you can't go and he's like but but really but I can't go and I'm like no you can't go <laughs> oh man well Rodney so, anywhere we go you're always welcome so <laughs> that, those, well, that are, those are just easier. facts because <laughs> <Those laughs> then facts. when there's kids around it's always um you have a chance to be even more of a bigger kid than we already are yeah yeah we noticed that going to an event we went to the ballpark in arlington that well old ballpark what's it now um choctaw stadium yeah yeah the old ranger stadium i say old it's brand new it's beautiful anyway they took the rangers out of that stadium and made them a new one because this one has a retractable roof oh well billions it of happens dollars. you evolve you keep it. going anyway, anyway <laughs> so we we go to this new st- i'm i'm bitter about it because that's the stadium i grew up with and it really is i mean 25 years old maybe basically brand new anyway we go to this event and it's christmas lights that's why we were going because it was going to be indoors christmas lights well because before um it was called enchanted that's what i thought we were going to go to something like that because it had all the christmas lights it was outside there was a skating rink everything and that's what i thought we were getting into but then this event i'm not going to say its name because i don't want to hurt anyone's feelings but no it's um, fine it is what it is it was <laughs> okay, fine. Elf, it was elf on the shelf, shelf. and it, if we were younger than 12 it would have been fine it would have been you. wonderful if we had kids with us gotcha. it would have been perfect the actors that they had there oh, were yeah, they doing were awesome. a great job they were into it you know they were really living in fact you know it was us and her parents and we were walking through this thing and we got to the end and this lady she's very theatrical and okay kids and blah 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 and christmases and the spirit of blah 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 anyway she had this whole thing that she's acting out for us and we're we're almost speed walking we're trying to get out of there like okay this isn't what we thought we don't belong here and she was you could tell that she was kind of defeated because by the time we got about 30 feet away from her she's like okay Like like she finished out her pitch like that. Like, I tried. I tried. I tried to make your day better. Sorry if I was bothering you. This is what it sounded like. She didn't say all that. But anyway, uh, all that to say that sometimes it's uh, things are better with kids around. Yeah. Well, that that particular performance that production was not intended for no, you no right. it wasn't that's right. what i say exactly and it wasn't the best know. fit no right. didn't you didn't know, know. Right. it was right. for somebody else but you mm-hmm. can appreciate it but it, yes. it's not mine we're going to go over there now yeah right. yeah <laughs> no we we knew as soon as we got in there we're like oh kind of yeah not geared for us but what it was it was great what they were doing awesome would have been cooler with uh, probably more kids because it was kind of well, empty that night yeah well but it was christmas eve so i'm sure they were all you know making cookies and yeah. stuff for santa but i think anything with light so fourth of july christmas new year's i'm like a big kid i just want all the shiny things i want to see the things and i'm <laughs> excited about it and then when it's not what i expected oh uh, i get my i get my last night was kind of like that we went to see uh, a comedy show it was a what time was it? Uh, start time, 8 o'clock. So we got done about 10 o'clock. And it's a guy that uh, was really popular when I was in high school. His name's Pablo Francisco. And I told him, I was like, I've seen this guy live before. He's not as funny as he used to be, but we're going to go check it out. And uh, yeah, it was, it was kind of sad. He's using a lot of like really outdated 
like yeah, socially I mean, overall, intolerable the show was fun. jokes. It was <laughs> exciting. It was entertaining. And then when we got done, it had started raining outside. So it just, uh, you, I don't like getting wet at all. And so it's like, well, where do we go? What do we do? Uh, let's just go home. So, so we did. Anyway, ne- <laughs> next year, I've got to do better. I've got to plan out a just ironclad, solid I just New want to Year's see the presentation. That's it. I've been to some good ones. We'll we'll figure something out. Well, it's hard when the weather's going to be weird. Because even if you have fireworks, if the weather's going to be weird. Because I know we wanted to do like an outside thing. And I had to move everything up to early Mm -hmm. because we thought the weather was going to be weird. And then they still had like fireworks and stuff like that. But, you know, it kind of threw the whole evening into a tailspin because you didn't know what the weather was going to do. Now, typically in December, you think, you know, it's going to be cold and dry. But... Not necessarily, so you know we'll give you a pass on that one. (laughs) (laughs) I was gonna wear like a nice uh, blazer last night, and I I went to pull it out of the closet, and she's like, "You're gonna burn up in that." Well, you got what Valentine's Day, so yeah, you better come with it, buddy. (laughs) There we we go. Yeah, we'll we'll have a redo there. Right after the pandemic started, I have a confession. Okay, confession time. Andrew, forgive me because I've TikToked. (laughs) (laughs) I gotta find nice. It was probably maybe the second or third month into the lockdown last mm-hmm. year, and I thought, I am bored as hell. You know, we were watching as much TV as we could. We were eating a lot of food, drinking a lot of drinks. And I said, you know what? Let's start walking. So we would walk around this entire block that comprises most of this neighborhood here. And I said, you know, I love that Bruno Mars song, 24 Karat Gold. So we decided to share uh, earbuds from the same I- iPhone. So I'm playing the song, and Larry's filming me. It's my husband. And he's filming me dancing backwards down our street. I have seen that. (laughs) Our street is four blocks long. (laughs) Four long blocks. And because no one was going to work, the street was completely void of any traffic at all. Uh So I felt perfectly fine because we hadn't seen a car go by in days. So I'm going all the way to Fisher, which is at the end of our street. And the song is playing and I'm just doing all these really... (laughs) <laughs> moves because I, I can right? and I'm tipping my invisible hat very Bob Fosse because I'm gay so, <laughs> so I'm dancing having great fun and as I'm moving my hands one of my braces just flies off into someone's yard and I'm saying hold that and he says no we're running so <laughs> I put it back on I continue dancing I'm laughing at myself so I attempt to post it onto the internet and of course I don't have TikTok so I thought, I'll just try it on Facebook and see if it works and a friend of mine, whose name I won't mention, D. Scott Cooper, <laughs> who was my, my mentor at Toastmasters, I said, I tried to put this onto Facebook, but Facebook automatically said, you do not have the copyright authorization right. to post this, so the volume will either be lowered or it won't be present. So it's me dancing to <laughs> dead end. <laughs> Wait, <so> going on. <laughs> and so I, I mentioned it in the post that it was going to be on TikTok, hopefully. And my friend D. Scott Cooper mm-hmm. says, Marty, aren't you going to be 70 sometime soon? And I, I typed back, yes. And he said, well, if you post that successfully, they will have to change the name from TikTok to Grandfather Clock. <laughs> Thank Burn. you, Scott. Burn. Burn. I, I didn't block him. I just, you know, canceled him. <laughs> it yeah, was fun. It was all funny fun. about those, uh, those copyright things. They don't want to get their butt sued off, I guess, but... I have to see that video now. Yeah. And uh, if I find it, I'll include a link in the show notes. I try to, everything we talk about, I try to plug into the show notes. It will be the silent dancing video. There is no music. You know that. (laughs) That's okay. (laughs) That's okay. The fans deserve it. The listeners deserve it. Gotta find the You know, you could be a meme dancer. (laughs) A meme. 
a be meme a, dancer? Yeah, no. What is that? What is that? A mime, a mime, mime dancer. A mime meme. Meant. A mime meme. Yeah, I right? like me. This is how you, you warm could. up before a performance. Mime meme. 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 All right, let me get y'all out of here. I, I tried to keep it to an hour. We went way over that. But thank y'all so much for doing it's this fun. with me. Uh, it's always an honor, Ruby and Marty. And we've got Marty in the in, in the uh, catalog. So Thank you. And I want to take a moment to say yeah. thank you and Morgan for setting this up. Absolutely. Coming, this coming is what here we do. to Dallas and, and videoing and filming me and Ruby. And it's just an absolute pleasure. It's our honor. To yes, both it was nice to meet you. And thank you. And Ruby, thank you for... for Making this possible too. Oh, I'm glad to be in your circle because <laughs> well, I get to meet two new friends. Now, yeah. I don't, now I don't feel like I'm talking about you behind my back. I, I know <laughs> Andrew. I've spoken of you many times. It's true. During the past podcast, and he's like, there "Okay, well, who's this Marty? Yeah, she keeps talking about Marty. this guy." Say, so now oh, we can say your Marty. friend of mine. That's <laughs> that's the goofball that was on the rooftop, Marty. Yeah. Of course, exactly. Oh. Yeah. Now you have a name no. and a face. But look, now he's going to go back and listen to the other ones. Now, what exactly did she say? Yeah, exactly. Yes, yeah. but no, I just said you. You were super, but. Yeah, Yes, now you put a face with the name. <laughs> 90% of our recordings are talking about movies. So, Oh, of course. Yes, yes. That's why I had to slide in our movie. I was like, wait a minute. No, he's getting out of here, and we're not saying yeah. anything about any shows that, that can't happen. Yeah. But, yeah, so it's well, been and, fun. And the Fort Worth Roots listeners have uh, supported your episode more than almost every other episode we've done. Aww. You're in, like, the top three place for all my guests. Thank you, guys. So. Well, yeah, and it's nothing I did. It's the listeners. So if y'all are listening to this right now and you want to hear me and Ruby, I I can't remember the episodes. I should really write this kind of stuff down. Number but there 12 are two, one. 12, the and then I think... 40-something, 30-something? I just listened to it the other I day. I don't know. I'll, I will, I'll include it, though, whenever I do he the knows, intro and the outro, because I do those later. But yeah, awesome. there are two other episodes that folks can go back and listen to me and Ruby. So, And then a hundred more after this, too. Oh, hey, I'm all for it. And, so that- and, and with Marty as well. Yeah, that'll be and, fun. And then eventually your son. Yes, Rodney. Because he's always working on, on stuff. There. Yes, we need to really. He's a creator talk about too. Stuff. Yes. Yes, and then I'm gonna drag my other son in. So he's also a creator. Awesome. He's, um, he's a engineer. He does. Um, actually, he doesn't do what you do. Uh-huh. He records people doing what you do. Okay. Like in other words, it's an audio records, engineer. Yeah. There you yeah, go. Very sing, cool. Look, I don't know. Why I got tongue tied and everything. Right there. <laughs> it's like talking about my kids. Like, oh gosh, she's gonna sing, shamelessly plug her children. Here we go. No, here we you go. do that. So, Plug them all the time. <laughs> well, I'm not going to tell. Look, I got to then, of course, I have to mention Jasmine, of course. So maybe yeah. next time I'll bring Jasmine. And how old is Jasmine now? Jasmine is six. Yeah. She'll Aww. be seven in February. And she and, will steal the show. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I told, I told Has her. she gotten to perform with Marty? She told me to you hi. Not yet. Because she said, well, I want to come. I want to see Marty. What do you mean? Because she, she didn't know this was at your house. And Uh-oh. when I said I got to come to Marty's house, that was it. And she says, <laughs> oh. well, she says, well, you just don't want to bring me because Marty has a fancy house and you think. I'm gonna break something. <laughs> and I said, I didn't say that, Jasmine, uh, not at all. And then when she found out Rodney got to come, oh, that was it. That I just had to dizzy. leave. <laughs> That's great. You're very popular, Marty. <laughs> yes, they love you. Oh, shucks. You have thank great you. energy. That's thank what you. it is. Thank you very much. All right, guys. Thank y'all so much for Worth Roots time. listeners. Thank Excellent. y'all for listening, and we will see you next week. Yes. All right. Bye.
huge thank you to my new friend Marty and Ruby. Ruby's always been a treat. This is the third episode she's done with us. And I will include those uh, episode links in the show notes so you can just click on them and go right to the next one. I still cannot remember the numbers the numbers that, uh, of the episodes that she did. But it's in there. It'll be in the show notes. And uh, anything else I can think to put in the show notes. Thank you all for listening to this episode. And uh, we got a lot more in store for you in 2022. I'm going to try to, try to blow things up, do bigger stuff. And I'm always looking for input. So if there's something I can do better, if there's something that uh, might make this sh- show better for you, uh, let me know. It's media at fortworthroots.com is where you can email me. Uh, any input is great input. So on and such forth. Marty, thank you. Ruby, thank you. And uh, I can't wait to get you in front of the mic again and talk about more movies and all sorts of things. And Rodney, your son incredible uh photography he's getting really good with that uh camera and i can't wait for the day for him to come on the show and tell us about how he's building his portfolio and getting ready to open up his own uh business he gets that from you ruby you entrepreneur you all right till next week thank y'all for listening peace Texas has a reputation for being tough on crime, but beneath the surface, in the darkness, is an incredible number of mysteries left undone. There are monsters among us. There are approximately 20,000 unsolved homicides throughout the Lone Star State, cases that have gone cold, waiting for new information or evidence. On Gone Cold Podcast, Texas True Crime, we tell in-depth stories of these unsolved murders and missing persons cases, from the historic and mysterious 1948 disappearance of Denton co-ed Virginia Carpenter, to the unspeakably brutal 2014 slang of Delisa Kelly in Dallas. This was personal. It was personal. Join us weekly as we attempt to keep these terrible and tragic stories alive in hopes the victim's loved ones can one day see justice. You can subscribe to Gone Cold, Texas True Crime, wherever you listen to podcasts.